Chapter 16 of Pee Wee Harris and Luck. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Pee Wee Harris and Luck by Percy Keyes Fitzhugh. The Milky Way Falls Down. As a revenge against Hope Stonewall, Pee Wee ate three plates of ice cream, and his partner, Ever Loyal, did the same. Not only that, but being in the holiday spirit of recklessness, he dropped nickel after nickel in the automatic piano, and it played, We don't know where we're going, but we're on our way, a prophetic piece, as they were soon to learn. It played also, It's a long way home, and ain't we got fun. When they emerged from their orgy, they endeavored to crank and then spank their motor without success. The familiar expedient of turning the oxen's tails, failing to give a spark they proceeded to the judicious use of bits of hay held temptingly before the beasts which were evidently not hungry at last an auto on its way home from the parade effected a successful surprise attack from the rear and the oxen being thus started were too lazy to stop again the weather was now lowering as simon wise in such things had predicted it would be the sky was overcast again, and there was a returning thickness and dullness to the atmosphere. There was no rain, nor even drizzle, but so thick was the mist that many autoists had their lights on, and the light seemed actually to pierce the muggy air. The atmosphere had an odor to it as of stale, cold smoke. The smoke which arose from the chimney of the commercial hotel was not clear and well-defined, but seemed to margin the heavy early dusk. It's going to be as thick as butter, said Simon. The old man seed this coming from yesterday, only he didn't say nothing along on account of the parade. The Milky Way's going to fall down, that's what he calls it. We better get a start. Gee whiz, we can find the road, can't we, said Pee Wee, not in the least concerned. Don't, do you think I'm scared of a fog? It's autos we might meet that I'm thinking of, said Simon. They ain't going to jump over us. Leastways, I never see one do that. They can't see ten feet ahead of em in the fog. I'm scared of them autos, and I admit it. We haven't got any light. Autos were still strange and fearful things to poor Simon. We can make a noise, Pee-wee said. Noises are as good as lights. Look at foghorns. Do you know how to make a noise without anything to make a noise with, if you're starving in the woods? Is it a riddle? Simon asked. No, it isn't a riddle. You can't make noises with a riddle, Pee-wee said disdainfully. You have to use a tin can and a piece of cord. Where'd you get the tin can if you haven't got anything? Simon asked with his crude rural logic. That shows how much you know, Pee-wee said with a blight scorn every scout that goes camping in the woods has a can of beans or something if he has a can of beans he isn't starving simon observed maybe he had it but he hasn't got it any more Wee fairly screamed loud enough to pierce the densest fog he couldn't eat the can could he anyway i've got an inspiration do you know what that is is it something you make a noise with it's something that tells you about something to make a noise with it's something that comes into your brain all of a sudden. I can hold a stick against one of the wheels, and it'll make a noise on account of the spokes knocking against it, just like when you pull a stick along a fence. The faster we go, the louder it will be. It's kind of what you call self-adjusting. 
simon tried this and was so impressed with the righteous din that abandoned his sensible intention of buying a holiday horn which he might have procured at any store on the gala day it makes a racket sure enough he admitted i know all the different kinds of noises Wee announced i can make every kind of noise i've got a list of all the different kinds of rackets in my scalp book i can use my shirt for a megaphone do you know how what's a megaphone simon asked do you know what a magnifying glass is to make things bigger sure and a megaphone is like a magnifying glass only different it makes your voice bigger i can make a hoop out of willow and that's for the big end of the megaphone and then i can fix my shirt to it all around like a net that you catch fish with and do that with a shoestring and i can pull the shirt to a small opening so it's just like a funnel and that's a megaphone you know my voice don't you simon acknowledged his acquaintance with peewee's voice you know how loud it is simon knew well i can make it fifteen times as loud without anything i can shout so they can hear me across black lake and that's a mile wide and fifteen times a mile is fifteen miles simon was speechless at the miraculous power of the scouts a sharp megaphone loomed up in his simple mind as more wonderful than a phonograph or a telephone he was for going home along the familiar lower road as it was called thereby avoiding the precipice near where the upper road ran but he was so deeply impressed with Pee-wee's scout lord that he consented to follow the hill road a fog is always thicker down in a valley Pee-wee informed his companion that's because there's water in valleys that's why we better go by the hill road it goes right sheer down from the road in places simon said doubtfully and we could never pass a rig on that road i wouldn't drive a horse there tonight not the old man's horse leastways but oxen are different sure they're different Pee-wee agreed as if he had long experience with them and we won't get in the mud either up on the hill road after the first couple of miles or so it isn't so bad simon conceded so they decided in favor of the upper road these two roads ran parallel speaking generally the route by the hill road was a little shorter and had that advantage for a part of the way it ran close to the brow of the cliff and had that very decided disadvantage in places the descent was almost precipitous the first couple of miles out of Snailsdale Manor, the road ran along a narrow shelf of about 50 feet above the lowland. Here the wall was sheer both below and above. On the right arose the rugged side of a mountain. On the left, nothing but a ramshackle fence separated the road from the ledge. Then a point was reached where this precipitous wall eased off into a descent of 45 degrees. And then farther along, the natural embankment petered out altogether and from that point the road was safe and fairly wide the lower road over which the boys had traveled earlier in the day ran through an area as flat as a pancake it was a tract of lowland between the hills here the fog must have been very thick that afternoon and places the mud was always thick enough to make travel difficult as stated these two roads ran a parallel course roughly speaking and were from a mile to two miles apart the area below was sparsely populated by a colony of small italian farmers who lived in shanties the neighborhood was called venice or venus as pronounced by mr goodale our travelers had to choose between these two routes on that dull murky late afternoon 
when the whole world seemed fading away in the thickening fog. Of course, if Pee-wee could have applied his customary policy, he would have returned from the scene of his Waterloo by both roads. But that being impossible, the pair weighed the dangers and advantages one against another and started home along the upper road. But as it happened, Pee-wee used a number of roads in his operations and would have used still more if there had been any. End of The Milky Way Falls Down